Good morning, everyone. This is Salam and Abim. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Abim is now um, in a car seat that's facing forward, so you guys may be able to hear her more than before when she had the seat facing backwards it took me a while to like get convinced that I should move it forward because I'm like oh my gosh that means she's not so tiny anymore you know and she's like a pretty um tall pretty strong kid um toddler I guess she's like 99 percentile both on her weight and her height and all of the things so she's very like tall and whatever for her age oh. okay well done mama so yeah so anywho that being said um she was probably ready to get moved forward like earlier than I or like probably a while ago but I was just like no I was just resisting also I could not I couldn't find any definitive information about when that should happen and I literally read like the manuals. I asked the doctor's office. They never got back to me. I called like two times, which was annoying. They're usually pretty responsive, but maybe they didn't want to give a comment about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was kind of difficult to get. It was difficult to get the exact information, like what weight, what height should I turn her around? And I think what I maybe got is that it depends on the car seat you have and so with this particular car seat she could have I guess technically turned around when she was like 20 pounds or something which was like what like a year more than a year ago um so I don't really know if that's right maybe it's like the weight and height have to match and with heights like they keep talking about centimeters or something and I'm like I don't know what that is in comparison to like what the doctor's office puts which I think is inches or something so honestly, it's just been a mess. Um, but I did have a vacation last week, and so I had a little bit more time to like actually think about it. So I cleaned my car, and then I moved her car seat, and washed it, and all the stuff. And yeah, so now she's moving. She is facing forward, um, and it's really exciting because I feel like she's more in the car with me than before, where she was just like facing the, the car chair or the seat uh, and so now that she's facing forward also she's so cute because she's just like really amazed by what she's able to see now she's like oh my god you could tell like I keep even though I shouldn't I keep like looking in the back to see her reaction and she's just been like loving having been turned around so anyways but it's been really fun for her to see like the neighborhood uh the lights the cars just like you know the traffic and the people and the businesses really for the first time in this way like in her car so I just love it I'm very happy and we feel really um, blessed to, for her to be growing and healthy and so that's all we could ask for you know so that's that other than that last week was like I said I did take time off from work which was great um, and it was interesting because I did have to deal with a lot of stuff related to the community uh, work that I do. Um, we were doing a survey uh, for specifically for the Ethiopian immigrant community in our area, which is like King County and whatnot. And it, it just was really frustrating in some ways because, in some ways, it's like super exciting because. It, we were 
able to start surveying people who really from the perspective of like King County like local government have really rarely been surveyed you know and so a lot of the time we don't know much about this population we don't know like what kind of media they consume or it's just like anecdotes but there isn't really a lot of research on it and so it's really and because of that because there's not a lot of evidence for uh, what it is that folks are and just like knowledge about this community like we are really underserved in many ways even services that are public services that we should be getting because of our taxes that we pay we don't always so a really great example is uh, unemployment benefits so unemployment benefit um, generally is it's it's an insurance so it's not a public service that you get because you're only in need you actually pay into it and your employer pays into it too and so all of these people who've been paying into their uh, unemployment insurance all this time needed insurance obviously it was difficult on everybody it wasn't just Ethiopians but because there were just like a surge of all of these people who lost their job all at once and it was just like they needed to and there were changes in who can qualify but either way like the point being that like it was the immigrant folks who really struggled the most and went months and months without getting unemployment benefit and just like having no income whatsoever and why did that happen because the systems uh the application system and the verification system that was in place did not uh, put into um, the equation that someone may not be really comfortable on the computer, may not speak English, or may not know how this whole unemployment system works at all, or how to troubleshoot this and all of this stuff. So, anywho, so that that's why we're doing the survey because we want to make sure that systems that exist, especially in the social and health services sector are prepared for our population so they can do a better job of serving them you know so we're trying to build capacity of our government and our um nonprofits in in our region so but what's been really difficult is like we're you know we've been partnering with a, a higher education institution to help us with the survey and i think what's been frustrated there's many things that are frustrated and I, i'm not going to talk about all of them because i don't want to necessarily like bad mouth anybody but I think the one thing is that I can talk about is like really the the biggest challenge I think we had with it is how do you create something that is not so heavily influenced by like white culture and white institutions it's really difficult so we're creating the survey. We want it to be like grassroots. We want it to come from the language. Like we don't want to create an English survey and then translate it into Amharic because it doesn't always translate well, right? And that's it, that's like doing the exact same thing that maybe all other organizations are doing and that's why it's not effective. So we wanted the survey to start it out in, in Amharic. Like start the survey in Amharic. The question should be in Amharic. But for various reasons having to do with capacity and institution and then some of them just different kind of coincidence we ended up we we ended up with an english survey then that had to get translated into amharic and i'm just sharing that not to just be like oh we messed up or something because i think you know we did our best and 
and I'm still very proud of the survey we have, but the point is like how this just systems, whether they're communication systems or working systems in place, very much still favor English, obviously, right? And and also just white institutions or you know, majority white institutions and like the way that they want to work. And so it's just really inter interesting, even when you are trying intentionally to do it, it's really hard to create something new that is not being like, you know, pushed down upon by this sort of societal and institutional um, constraints. And it's just, you know, for me, I'm still pretty, I would say I'm pretty still like a young professional. I still would like to make more impact, bigger impact, deeper impact in my community. And so to me, this is a growing and learning process. It's not like we did it right or we did it wrong. It's like more than that, the way that Abim is looking at me is hilarious. She's like, is this what you do? <laughs> She's just staring at me like, what in the world? She's so funny. But anyways, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, I don't think of it as a failure or anything. It's just more of a note for me like about wow like if you really do want to create something new it's going to be so time intensive because time and emotionally intensive because this is not the path that is traveled most of the time you know you're creating a brand new path you're you're trying to create something new and you just keep running into um bumps along the way whether those bumps are intentional or unintentionally created or whatever you know so it's just something to understand and I'm just putting it in this podcast partly to remind myself and partly just as a way to share and I'm sure that a lot of you who are listening to this probably have experienced that whenever you're trying to create something outside of what is you know assumed to be true assumed to be the right way of doing something and so it, it's exciting in some ways uh, if you're doing it in a supportive environment with 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 other colleagues who also share values that you do, which which I feel like I am, then it could be really exciting and a learning experience. If you're doing it in an environment where it's not supportive and you're not sharing those values with other people, it's almost impossible. And and I say almost because, of course, people have done it all the time. You know, uh, a lot of African American communities have have um, built wealth, built knowledge, built life, created life. I mean, just like all of the things, right? And extraordinary achievements in America, even though, you know, of all of the circumstances they were they were under. And so I know it's possible, but it's so taxing. And so, you know, being able, and then I think in those instances of African-American history and current African-American community experiences, it is that like ability to, to work together with other people. And it's, being able to like share a common vision around equity and well-being for yourself and your community and your family that keeps you going even though this stuff is just so uh, burdensome um, and what's really interesting is I think for the white institutions it's really like they they don't share the burden of change they they just kind of even when they support the change they just sort of stand by and let you do all of the work of change and I think that's that's really says a lot about institutions and they're you know they're talking about equity and wanting to work with communities and then the actual work what does that look like 
it's you moving your processes around in, as an institution to accommodate, not even to accommodate, because it's not like the organizations like mine are not doing enough or something. It's just you have to change your processes for this to actually work. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not really you're not really about equity you know you're just saying equity just to say equity um but anyways that's all i got um i hope you guys are doing great and i hope that you know you're you're taking care of yourselves in this craziness of just living through pandemic and um you know the covid pandemic plus just you know especially if you're black or a person of color it's difficult time i know that there's trial going on for that police officer in minnesota and then there's been more police related like police shootings of black people and killing of black people so it's it's hard and i'm trying to avoid those stories right now honestly but they keep coming up at work and stuff and i i honestly i'm avoiding them because they're just more immediate things i have to do that i have to focus on if i think about those things it just really weighs me down and i don't know what to do about it it, it makes you feel very helpless and i don't like that like i don't want to feel i don't want to watch those things and be triggered by the stuff that what people are saying on there on the trials or whatever i just don't i can't do that right now to myself um and my family needs my energy so i'm focusing there but anywho if you are watching it and that's what you want to do of course you know that makes sense that's yeah. also important um but yeah i hope either way you're taking care of yourself and i do think that you know and all of this like family and self-care and just yeah just really staying true to what you need and to to be okay now in your day-to-day and advocacy and things like that they happen they continue like that's not something that's gonna stop because you took a, a break you know um i try to remind my i try to remind myself not to be so self so self-centered to think that oh if i don't do this then like nothing will get done i mean sometimes that might be true but generally speaking things are gonna continue to progress and you know it's not just about me and what i'm doing it's collectively what we all are doing so we can take breaks we can tap in tap out you know so i hope you're well um talk to you guys soon bye 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 say i love you i love you okay bye